Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode number 16. I'm sitting here with my incredibly annoying and handsome co-host, Rob. It's a good thing I got porn star skills. <laughs> also, I just want to say shout out to Maryland. Maryland, that's where we have our highest number of downloads for December. I don't even know if I know anybody that lives in Maryland or not. I think I know one person. So hi, Anne, if you're listening. Oh, was that, oh your old English teacher? No, oh, not my English oh. teacher. Uh, we used to work together a long time ago. Okay, it's probably her. Um, but I don't think, I mean, it's more downloads than she could do by herself. So, and if you're spreading the word to your friends in Maryland, thank you. Take heed other listeners, spread the word. <laughs> yes, please. I, can, I really can't believe that we've made it to episode 16 already. We said when we decided to do this, that we were going to commit to at least one year of episodes and it's so much work. Like it, it's a lot of work to get a podcast started. And we figured if we were going to put it put in all of that work up front that we would give it at least a fair shot of one year. Um, so we're about seven months in now and we actually have big plans to expand for next year. Well, if our pre-show meeting is anything, we might not be another episode. <laughs> That's true. That is true. <laughs> Somebody in this duo feels like they're, they're putting in a little bit more work than, than the other part of the duo. And I, I won't call any names. Somebody, I will, Lena, has to have everything to be very perfect. It doesn't have to be totally perfect. It doesn't have to be perfect. And as evidenced by the podcast that we put out, it's not. Yeah. So I wanted to take a minute to go back to our last episode, the May-December romances. Did somebody already get a divorce? No, not oh, yet. Because okay. it's December. so. In it... We talked about how when the woman is the older person in the relationship, it usually doesn't end up in marriage. And we didn't have a very good theory on why, but we have a listener that emailed us. Yes, I got third email. With her theory. So I'm going to read that now. It says, Dear Rob and Lena, longtime listener, first time emailer. Also your cousin, but I thought that would be more fun to say. <laughs> Just thought I'd add my two cents on one of the topics from this week's episodes. As a former cougar, I would say older women and younger men in their 40s slash 20s probably aren't getting married because they're both in it for entertainment purposes. In other words, she's had plenty of relationship experiences and or has found that she enjoys living alone, making her solo decisions, etc., but can really appreciate a younger man's adventurous in energy and he finds that he can show his sexual curiosity slash energy more with the older woman while not being pressured to get married and start a family. While often a, at least semi-long-term, it's understood from the beginning that these relationships aren't going to be forever, at least not in a romantic way. The guy may eventually want a family and or she may not be as interested in that kind of relationship as she's hitting the AARP phase of her life. A lot of times they will stay great friends, though. Much love from your favorite cousin, Vani. I wouldn't say you're my favorite cousin, but thank you very much for the... She's not your back. cousin. She's my favorite cousin. Oh, okay. <laughs> Lena's favorite cousin. You're my I favorite. I love all my other cousins. You're my favorite Lena's cousin. <laughs> anyway, what do you think about that, Rob? I, I agree with that. I mean, it's good to get some, a perspective of somebody that's been in a relationship like that. I, I think uh, we kind of touched on that, where it's, it's the... The cougar could be somebody that already had their kids. The kids are out of the house and they just want to have fun for their, you know, maybe never get remarried again and just be in a relationship for a year or so with a younger man and move on. Yeah. They could be with somebody that doesn't have to take Viagra yeah. all the time. 
So, yeah. No matter how old she gets, they all stay the same. <laughs> I know what movie that's from. What movie? Days and Confused. That's correct. Woo! All two, right, all right, all right. Two points for Lita. All right. Also, do you remember the episode that we did on cheating where we learned that people oftentimes cheat with their family members? I don't remember. You don't remember? No. We did one on that? Yeah. Oh. Anyway, both my sister Danielle and my friend Samantha, both they both texted me and said that maybe it was with an in-law. And that makes a lot more sense well, I don't than know what cons- I was thinking. I don't think that would be considered family, though, because the in-law is not technically blo- – I took it as blood family. Oh. I took it like cousins. I don't know. First I- cousins, second cousins, and – I'm pretty sure that's more popular than people think. Second cousins getting married. I like to think that it's probably in-laws. They are family. They do count as family. Oh, okay. So. I took it as a blood family. The way I don't know. It, the way it was worded. Ho- pro- hopefully it is in-laws. You guys might hear my ice in my cup. I'm having a drink. We're drinking. It's been a... Um, Whiskey. It's been a rough couple of hours, so mm-hmm. I'm having a drink. I was in a good mood until we started doing this episode and they made me want to drink, so... <laughs> Anyway, now on to this week's episodes or episode, but real quick before that, an ad from our sponsor. Our first sponsor. Woo. Hey, babe. Hey, babe. You know, I've been so busy lately that I haven't even had time to keep up with all the latest world events and stuff like that. Why have you been so busy? And we do a podcast. I don't even know what's going on in the world. Yeah, that's true. You are out of the loop. I've just been working a lot and I have to do stuff around the house and I don't have time to sit in front of the TV or, or be on my laptop all the time. Well, lucky for you, there's an app for that. Really? There's an app for everything. <laughs> there is. It's called Newsly. Newsly. Yeah. Newsly is an audio app for iOS and Android. It picks up web articles about the most trending topics on the web at any given moment and reads them to you in a natural human voice. I wonder how many voices they used before they decided to do a human voice. I don't know. What do you think the other options were? Maybe Goatman, <laughs> Sasquatch. Well, for the first time in, in the history of the internet, the web becomes listenable. Browse articles from topics you choose and start playing. Stop scrolling. Start listening. And they have podcasts as well. Explore trending podcasts from over 40 countries. Our podcast, Unchecked Baggage, is there too. Yes. So download and use Newsly for free now from www.newsly, that's N-E-W-S-L-Y dot M-E, or from the link in the description and use promo code baggage that would also put, <laughs> that I'll also put in the description and receive a one month free premium Subscription, but it's free just to have it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The paid yeah. subscription that you pick certain stores you want. Yeah, the app is free, uh, but if you want the premium, then I think it doesn't have ads and stuff like right. that, and you get some more features. But I've used the free version, and I really like it. It's nice. I like the English lady's voice. That's not surprising to me. <laughs> so download the app. Thanks, everybody. Okay, we're back. This week's episode is all about celebrating the new year. Rob and I had different spins on what a new year themed episode would look like. So his research took him in one direction and mine took me in another. So we'll talk about the new year in relation to relationships and also give you a bunch of fun facts about the holiday. So first I'd like to say that I've always used the start of the new year to contemplate kind of where I've been and where I'm going. I don't usually make new year's resolutions, but I do like to take some time and evaluate where I'm at in my life. 
Like, am I on the right path? Am I working towards my goals? Is my life as good as it could be if I made changes? I do this throughout the year anyway, but I, I really try to carve out some time to be thoughtful about it when a new year starts. And I also think New Year's Eve is a really romantic holiday. So I enjoy that aspect of it too. Rob, what does the new year mean to you? It means I made it through a year without dying. <laughs> I mean, it's, to me, it's not that I never have made resolutions really. It's just glad one year is over and a new year is a start. You yeah. Know, it's not, yeah. No big deal. Just not, another day. Not really. Do you think New Year's Eve is romantic? It can be. Yeah. Yeah. Depends I, on what you're doing. I like New Year's Eve. It's probably up there with one of my, or as one of my favorite holidays. I mean, I've had sex before right at midnight. I don't. But it wasn't really I, romantic. I was really young I, at the I time. Don't, I, don't, so. I, don't, I don't need to know about that. It's like 19. Anyway, so now comes the part where we give you information from our extensive and exhaustive research. Extensive. What is some history on this holiday? Well, did you know that January 1st has not always been considered the first of the year? Did you know that? I didn't know that until I did research. Well, according to an article at infoplease.com, the calendar has actually had a lot of changes over time, which I didn't know. Um, so I'm going to try to sum it up. Um, the article is pretty long, but I'm going to give you the highlights. So the first recorded celebration of the new year was in Mesopotamia around 2000 BC and was actually celebrated about mid-March, the time of the vernal equinox. Now, I don't know what the vernal equinox is, um, but apparently it's pretty important. Then the Egyptians, the Phoenicians, and Persians began their new year with the fall equinox. Greeks began theirs during winter solstice. So it was kind of all over the place. The early Roman calendar, um, in that calendar, they celebrated March 1st as the new year. And actually, January and February didn't even exist. It was only a 10-month calendar. Yeah, Julius Caesar added it. Um, did he? Mm-hmm. I have that down here. Uh, hold on. Because I think, well, the research that I did said that around 700 BC, the Romans added January and February. And then in 153 BC, the first celebration of the new year on January 1st happened to line up with their civil year. But a lot of people still observed the March 1st date as the actual new year. But then... Much later, like a hundred years later, in 46 BC, Julius Caesar introduced the new Roman calendar that was based on a lunar system. And that's when January 1st was widely accepted as the start of the new year. So they actually added, um, January and February way before Julius Caesar. Yeah. January was named after, uh, I think it's Janus it was a, either a Roman, Roman empire or whoever started Rome or something. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. It was named after a person. Oh, interesting. That's I where think- January came from. Okay, that makes sense. And what I was reading, it also said that, um, so with the 10 month calendar, even the names of the months lined up with, um, uh, with, with words. <laughs> so like October, like Octo is eight. So that was actually yeah. the eighth month instead of the 10th month. Yeah. And, um, November is, uh, like nine. Um, and then December was 10. So, um, that's, that's the way it used to be, but then they added two more months. Um, then in the middle ages, Christians in Europe said that the new year celebrations were pagan and unchristian like. 
So in 567 AD, the Council of Tours, whatever that is, said that January 1st was no longer the new year. Some people celebrated on December 25th for Jesus's birthday, some on March 1st and others on March 25th. So it was all over the place. And then eventually January 1st was restored as the beginning of the year with the introduction of the Gregorian calendar in 1582. So a long time later. Um, and it was immediately adopted by Catholic countries, but Protestant countries lagged behind, but eventually also came around. Um, even the American colonies at first celebrated March for a while as mm. the beginning of the new year. I didn't know that. Yeah. So I thought all that was kind of interesting because I didn't realize the changes in the calendar over the centuries. I didn't even touch that in research. Yeah. So we live in a, we live in a, in a, in a earth that's round and some people think it's flat. <laughs> so that means people celebrate New Year's technically at different times. Oh, okay. So, so what did your research find, Rob? Well, the country who celebrates New Year's first is called Oceana. It's the first place, first place to celebrate New Year's Eve. It's a small Pacific Island nation of Tonga, Samoa, and Kiribati. Uh, they welcome in the New Year's at 10 a.m. Oh, really? Yeah, because it's New Year's Eve. It's 10.30 a.m. Uh, GMT. Whatever that means. Oh, GMT, okay, okay. On December 31st, okay? So which country celebrates it last? If one celebrates it first, who celebrates it last? The last country to celebrate is an uninhabited island of Howland and Baker Islands near the United States. And it's, it's the last place to welcome the new year. They ring it in at 12 p.m. GMT or 5.30 p.m. IST on January 1st. If it's uninhabited, how are they celebrating? There's no people there. Well, if there was people there, they would celebrate. <laughs> the rocks are celebrating. All right. Okay. According to an article I found on inspirationrealhot.com by Mona Lisa Malik, these countries don't celebrate New Year's Eve at all. On, on, well, they don't celebrate New Year's Eve on the first. Uh, Chinese New Year is celebrated the first week of February. Okay. For, so this is for 2019. The date is on Tuesday, the 5th of February. So it's like they just never changed the so they, they probably stayed they the same for yeah. for a millennia uh chinese new year is also known as spring festival or lunar new year and the day signifies the beginning of the spring harvest season hmm. colorful dragons road shows lanterns and fun activities can be seen across the country okay then another one is uh i think it's sri lanka mm -hmm. uh, they celebrate it on the 14th of april also known as Sinhalese New Year or Aluth Avaruda, the day marks the end of the harvest season. So Sri Lankans keep their front doors open this day to encourage visits by family, friends, and even welcome strangers. Food. Uh -huh. Yeah, I would leave I like, my door open around here. I like that. Food is the highlight of the day with local delicacies taking over and giving a taste of actual Sri Lankan cuisine. Cool. Okay, another one, India. In India, every state celebrates New Year as per local calendar on the 14th or 15th of April. For example, West Bengal celebrates it on the 14th or 15th of April and is known as the Bengali New Year, whereas Tamil Nadu, Andhra Pradesh, and a few other southern states celebrate New Year's on the 6th of April. Can I apologize for any mispronunciations? Yeah, I'm, I'm not sorry, even, we're not probably, trying to, probably not even close. Not trying to be offensive. Uh, and the day is known as Ugadi and Puthandu, respectively. Okay, then you got 
God, that was some hard. <laughs> I can barely speak regular English. Okay, the United Air, the United, uh, the UAE, UAE, Saudi Arabia, and other GCC countries. Most of the GC countries celebrate New Year's as per Islamic calendar. So the date for that Islamic calendar is uh, changes every year. For 2019, the Ras Ah, uh, oh God! Oh please my stop! God. Please stop! Okay, sorry. H i j r t y a h falls on the thirtieth and the thirty first of August. Oh, they, so they, that was twenty nineteen. Yeah, that was in twenty nineteen. There's different days every year. Oh, that's interesting. The day celebrates immigration of Prophet Muhammad from Mecca to Medina, known as Herja. Oh God, I'm so sorry. Anyone? I apologize but for please all those don't be offended. For yeah. yeah. So now that you know all about the history of the new year, let's talk about what the new year can mean for your relationship. So I think that the new year is a good time to evaluate pretty much everything in your life. And that includes your relationship status. So are you in a relationship that doesn't bring you happiness that you think it should, or doesn't bring you the happiness that you think it should? That's how I meant to say that. Um, are you in an abusive relationship? Are you maybe just in a relationship where the two of you have drifted apart and have nothing, nothing in common? Um, does every word that comes out of your spouse's mouth sound like nails on a chalkboard? Yes, it does. <laughs> if you said yes to any of these questions, it might be time to reevaluate your, your relationship. And now is the perfect time to do it. So I found an article on EliteDaily.com called Here's what experts say about breaking up at the start of the new year. It says that the holidays can be a really emotional, challenging time in general. So make sure that if you are starting to think about a possible breakup, that it's not just because you're feeling unsatisfied and unfulfilled with some aspect of your own life that has nothing to do with your relationship. Um, sometimes at the beginning of the year or at the end of a year, people can start to realize all of the things that they haven't accomplished personally and that can unfortunately color the way they see everything in their lives, including their relationship. So definitely don't break up if you think that you're just unsatisfied with your own place in life. Maybe make a resolution to to improve your your life, your personal yes well being. Exactly. Yeah. If you're not happy with something in your life, make plans to to make it better. But if you've already been dissatisfied with the relationship itself and you've done everything that you think that, that you should do to make it work, um, sooner rather than later is what this article suggests. You're not doing anyone any favors by being in a relationship that you're detached from. I agree with that. Yeah. Um, but like I said, you know, I mean, tread with caution, right? However, if your relationship isn't in breakup territory, maybe some new year's relationship resolutions could do you and your significant other some good. Yeah. Yeah. I could talk about it. You know, yeah. like, Hey, how about we work on this or this yeah. for the like, next year? Feel a little bit stagnant here. Let's do some, let's do some stuff for the new year. So Rob did some research on new year's resolutions and found some interesting information. So, uh, I found some resolutions on the website, discoverhealthyhabits.com. They did a survey and broke it down by age, resolution, and region. So this is 2020 statistics. So only 27% of survey participants made any resolutions for 2020. Really? Yes. 
That's so not, not many, yeah, not even that many people. Okay, I thought I thought it'd be higher than that. I thought that at least fifty percent. I think a lot of people don't even care anymore. Up, yeah, probably not. Overall, the most popular resolution for twenty twenty are to exercise more. That's fifty percent, and save money forty nine percent. Then you have an uh, eat healthier was forty three percent. Most participants, sixty four percent of them, kept some of the same resolutions from twenty nineteen and also made some new ones. So that what that tells me is. If they kept the same resolution for 2019, they didn't do it in 2019. So yeah, they're just carrying it over. They probably didn't do it in 2020 either. Yeah, so they'll probably or carry 2021. It over. Yeah, they'll probably carry it over. Okay. Also, it was broke down by g- generational statistics. So baby boomers, 53% of them wanted to lose weight, but placed less importance on saving money. 39% only wanted to save money. Compared to the younger generations, Gen Z is four times more concerned with finding love than any other age group. Gen Z also wants to dress better and improve their style the most. Millennials <laughs> on the West Coast are the most concerned with getting a work promotion or raise in 2020. Millennials are the most confident in keeping all the resolutions, 39%. So 39% of millennials think they can keep their resolutions. It, that's interesting. I think that uh, a lot of that makes sense. You know, you said that baby boomers, they want to lose weight. Well, they're the older generation who, yeah. you know, their, their metabolism like has slowed down. <laughs> so they're, the, they're the ones that have probably gained, gained more weight than and the younger and generations. It's too late for them probably to save money because they're almost, you know, the probably most of those are probably about ready to don't be working. I would like to point out that my generation, generation X was not on this at all. There's no generation X stuff here because mm-hmm. they don't do anything probably. No, it's because we're the smallest. Nobody cares about us. Okay, so by region, uh, losing weight is a mo- more important to those who live in the Midwest than any other U.S. region, which I thought would be the West Coast because, you know. Oh, they're, no, all people on the West Coast, they're already thin. It's people in the Midwest that eat all that like heavy food that they really need to lose weight. So while exercising is more important to those on the West Coast compared to the rest of the U.S., the southern states find it more important to drink less alcohol than any other region and probably sleep with their relatives too. <laughs> They're probably some of the resolutions. Uh, but the Northeast has more people that would like to stop drinking alcohol completely. Oh, wow. Yeah, I think the Northeast is a big party part of this country. The Northeast is almost twice as likely to want to spend more time volunteering in the community. Of those that made a resolution in 2020, 35% kept all the resolutions, 49% kept some of the resolutions, and only 16% failed to keep any of the resolutions. So at least they're keeping some. Yeah. But let's see, it's not, it's not, not even 50% of people doing them. Yeah. But so, I mean, it, that shows that, you know, not all resolutions are a big failure. You probably should do away with them. No. I think they're good for some people, you know, I mean, you set them and you try to work towards something positive. I mean, it's the same, same thing as later in the year, setting a goal for yourself. I don't set goals. <laughs> well, I found two articles for this part. Uh, one was from bridalguide.com called eight relationship resolutions to make in the new year. And one from your called 12 new year's resolutions for couples to make together. And I wasn't going to go over all of these suggestions, but they're really so good. Um, the two articles, they take a totally different approach on this topic, and I really liked them both. So I'm just going to go through these. And um, I'm I'm like omitting the duplicates. So on the last one, there's not actually a full 12. Anyway, so from the first list of eight, um, number one is – and feel free to comment on these as I go, Rob. Sure. <laughs> Number one is spend more time together. Nah. 
I think that's a good one because I don't think, I mean, I think a lot of couples don't spend enough time together. Number two, go on dates. Yeah. That's stop it. That's always been a really important one to us. We've always made sure that we go on dates. Um, number three, be more honest with each other, especially emotional honesty. Mm. Everybody wants people to be more honest to them until they're actually honest with them. And then they don't want them to be honest anymore. Mm. I think emotional honesty is really important though, because a lot of times you'll just like, you won't tell the other person how you actually feel about things. And then it ends up bubbling up in other ways. Yeah. Like to be honest, when, when, whenever somebody says, does this, does this pants make my butt look big? Okay. Nobody's going to tell the truth. So that's not emotional honesty. I know, but it just says, it says, especially emotional honesty. It still says be more honest with each other. Mm. Number four, try new experiences. I think that's fun. That just keeps life, life fun. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, five, focus on more intimacy. Like six. I think that's what that means, Rob. Yeah, that's, that should be number one. <laughs> number six, spend more time with friends and family as a couple. I agree with that. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, I think the, the more things you do together, the closer you feel. Um, not that, individual time alone time isn't important but um also um i think spending time if you really like the person that you're married to which you know i'm sure waxes and wanes over yeah, time that's your favorite saying <laughs> i haven't said it since episode number two Wax <laughs> um number seven say i love you at least once a day if you're not a lovey-dovey couple saying i love you does help you to feel closer um, number eight, do nice things for each other. wonder what the longest a couple's gone without saying they love each other. I bet you there are some couples that never say I love you. It's just assumed. Like ever. Yeah. Oh, she knows I love her because I take her out to eat once a week. Maybe, or maybe some, I mean, there are couples that are just not, um, they're just not like the emotional type and that's fine. You don't have to say I love you, but I mean, if you are the emotional type, it's nice to hear I love you. I love you. I love you too. Okay. All right. And from the other list, um, I have omitted the duplicate, so there's not a full 12 here. Um, number one, we will do good things together and not just around the holidays. And this means like volunteer work, basically. It's what the article was talking about. So we really need to start doing volunteer work again. Mm. We were doing it for a really long time until the pandemic hit. And then we haven't. I volunteer not to do volunteer work. Number two, we will eat mindfully. I think that's good. I mean, healthy. I think so. Yeah. yeah. I mean, just like pay attention to what you eat. Don't just shove whatever comes in front of you into your face. Number three, we will <laughs> work up a sweat together. Sexually. I guess that could mean sexually or other. I think it really meant uh, exercising because exercising is so important. And on this list, the next one was we will have more sex together, but uh, we already talked about that in above, so I didn't leave it. Well, the only only fun thing to work up sweat together is sex. No. I'm not going to go out in the yard and sweat with you. No, but I mean, I like whenever we go on walks and stuff like that, okay. or when we go to the gym. I don't sweat, though, during walks. I, but I do. I know. I like that. Number four, we will stop fighting over little things. Like that, a podcast. That's a good one. We should stop fighting over the podcast and just do it. Our podcast is a big thing, though. No, it's little. In the grand scheme of things, it's little. Number five, we will stop multitasking with technology. 
So that means that if you are out on a date with your significant other, put your phone, phone down. down. Yeah. 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 Don't, don't sit there and be on your phone. I mean, unless you guys are working on something together. Um, I mean, sometimes Rob and I'll work on the podcast together while we're out to dinner. Um, and then we have to have our phone, but you know, no, don't just be like checking your text messages and answering text messages and stuff while you're out. Um, if, and if you do have from what the article was saying, if you do have time, I mean, everybody has things that they have to take care of, right? So if you, if you're out on a, like a weekend together or something like that and you have to deal with work or you have to deal with, you know, responding, like carve out some time and say, okay, let's take 30 minutes and respond to everything we need to respond to on our phones and then put the phones away so that you can actually pay attention to each other whenever you're together. Number six, we will treat each other as well as we treat our friends. I really like that one a lot. And I think I could take something from that because, um, there are things that I say to you that I wouldn't say to my friends. You should treat me like your new employer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think that's, that's a little unrealistic, <laughs> but I probably should be nicer well, to you sometimes. To be fair, I treat everybody the same. That's not true. It basically is true. It is not true. You treat me better than you treat anybody else. It's not true. You do. You treat me better than you treat anybody else in your life. Okay. Probably true. Except maybe your granddaughter. That's probably true too. Mm-hmm. Um, number seven, we will listen. So listening to each other is very important. What'd you say? So, if, I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't hear what you said. If, if you're having a conversation, like it just, Hey, how was your day? Put your phone down while they're answering and look at, look them in the eyes and pay attention to what they're saying, you know, make them actually feel heard and valued. Yeah. I got to work on my listening skills. Practice a lot is true. Number eight, we will criticize one another less than we offer praise. That one's really good. Really good. Mm -hmm. You should always praise your significant other. Unless they suck, in which case you should Not break crazy. up with them. <laughs> Number nine, we will break a bad habit together. So if you have some bad habits you need to get rid of, make a resolution to get rid of them together. It's easier whenever you do things together. And number 10, we will play together. I like that one. Sexually? Stop. I, I can see the look in your eye. No. Whoa. This thing needs to be more specific. It's not talking about... It's not talking about sexual stuff. I mean, I guess it could. Like we could break a bad habit together. That could be sexually too. It could be a sexual bad habit. We don't have any. We get criticize each other. All this could be has to do with sex. No, we'll play together. Means that you go do fun things that are new and different. Like um, in the article, I think it said like you know take a cooking class together or a dance class or you know go do something that you don't typically do together. I mean, do some new experience. I mean, I love to do new things. That's one of my favorite things. I don't care really what it is as long as it's new and different and I've never done it before. I want to try it. So do something new. Okay. And I think most of these things are are good to do even if you're not in part of a relationship. So if you're a single person listening to this, do some of those things too, you know, go, go have some new experiences, break your bad habits, you know, just make your life better. Now let's get to the fun part. I love New Year's Eve and it means different things to different people. But to me, it's always been one of the most romantic holidays 
even more romantic than Valentine's Day. Not to me. Valentine's Day is still their most romantic day. Ugh, not to me. New Year's Eve is way more romantic than Valentine's Day, I think. So Rob did some some research that highlights some interesting New Year's Eve traditions around the world. Yeah, so I found an article in Country Living by Judy Joyner about some unusual New Year traditions from other countries. All right, so Ecuador. So Ecuador does uh, scarecrow burning. What is that? So over in Ecuador, many citizens set fire to scarecrows filled with paper at midnight on New Year's Eve, as well as burning an old photographs that represent bad memories. According to age-old tradition, it's thought doing so helps to banish any ill fortune or bad things that have happened over the last 12 months. So hmm. basically, you just any bad shit that happens, you just burn it. Oh, okay. I like that. I like burning things. Denmark. Denmark, they do broken plates. I like breaking things, too. So while it might be famous for the Greeks to smash plates during celebratory occasions, it's popular over in Denmark, too. In fact, on New Year's Eve, the Danes throw unused plates that have been saved up throughout the year at the front doors of family and friends for good luck. So you just go around the neighborhood throwing plates at them. Yes. Let's do that. Sounds awesome. <laughs> I think we'd get arrested. The more plates you find outside your house, the more luck you'll have in, in the new year, apparently. Hmm. So I guess if nobody likes you, you're not going to throw any plates at your house, you're going to have shitty luck. I've never had one broken plate in my whole life. I haven't either. We have, that's why we haven't been very lucky. Dang it. Japan. Japan does 108 rings. Head to Japan on New Year's Eve and you'll hear the sound of 108 bells echoing through the streets. This Buddhist tradition is believed to banish human sins, bringing good luck to all. As well as this, residents also believe it's good luck to enter the New Year smiling or laughing too. Nice. So tell jokes. South America, wearing colored underwear. <laughs> so according to tradition, there's a superstition that the color of your underwear can determine what the New Year will bring. In South American countries, such as Mexico, which I didn't know Mexico was a South American country. I thought it was North American country, but anyway, Bolivia and Brazil, your fortunes for the year ahead are decided by the color of your underwear. Add the team. Those who want to find love wear red underpants for New Year, whilst those hoping for wealth should opt for yellow. If you're just looking for peace, white pants should do the trick. Or if you're old, you can wear yellow underwear and nobody knows you pitched your pants. That's interesting. Yeah. Okay, so red, red is for love. Red for love, yellow for wealth, and white for, for peace. peace. Yep, like the surrender flag. Maybe the, I'll I'll wear red, white, and yellow so I can have all three. <laughs> the Philippines round things. The Filipinos hope to bring prosperity and wealth to the coming year by surrounding themselves with round things on New Year's Eve. From coins to grapes, each item represents wealth and success. Have you heard of this unique tradition before? Have you heard of that? No, no. I've never heard of that. I heard about eating grapes, though. Okay. Somewhere I saw that when I was doing research, eating grapes on New Year's Eve was supposed to bring you luck. Uh, I think I actually have that in some of the notes below. Italy, throwing furniture out the window. Over what? in Italy, yeah, over in Italy, many locals throw old furniture, soft items, you'll be pleased to know, out of the window to symbolize a fresh start for the upcoming year. From cushions to blankets, anything that no longer brings them joy will be chucked outside. Well, then what happens to it? I don't know. I guess people just take it. Oh, okay. Literally. Argentina, tossing paper out the window. So after shredding all of their old documents and papers, the Argentines then throw them out the window to look like clouds of confetti. According to custom, they shred everything before the curtain falls on the year to symbolize leaving the past behind. 
That seems weird and messy. Yeah. Eh. I think most of this has to do with just getting rid of stuff you had the year before and starting over. That's what a lot of this is. (laughs) Yeah. All right. The last one is in Romania, talking to animals. Over in Romania, famous – oh, sorry. Over in Romania, farmers spend their New Year's communicating with their livestock. Apparently, if they succeed, good luck comes their way. So they just go to the barn and have a chat? Mm Mm-hmm. Interesting. I wonder what a successful communication looks like. And we'll probably talk back to you. (laughs) All right. And I found an article from brides.com called 15 best new year's Eve traditions for romantic couples that gives ideas on what traditions you can start with your significant other for the most romantic night of the year. Number one, you can kiss at midnight. It says that starting the new year with a kiss means more love in the next 12 months. Mm -hmm. I always like doing that one. I read an article about that and it's, it's related to that. It says that your kiss should be with somebody that you want to spend the next year with. Okay. So we'll, we'll decide between now and then whether or not we're going to kiss at midnight. Yes. <laughs> Number two, I, I don't know how to pronounce this song. Do you dance to Auld Lang Syne? Auld Lang Syne. Auld Lang Syne. Okay. Uh, dance to that song. Uh, I think we've all danced to that probably on New Year's Eve at mm-hmm. some point. Um, number three, try a new cuisine. Um, and it says, quote, the key here isn't just to enjoy a lovely meal, but to learn to prepare something new together. I like that. I like that idea. That's good. I like cooking together. Number four, have lunch at your favorite restaurant. Is this on New Year's Day? Or this, New Year's no, Eve? New Year's Eve. So have lunch at your favorite restaurant together. And it kind of helps to extend the holiday a little bit. So you're not just hanging out at, you know, midnight. Number five, pop bottles. It says, quote, it's time for a toast. Whether it's wine or champagne, it can be fun to choose a bottle that is somehow meaningful to you and your love. Think the vintage from the year of your wedding or a region that is special to the two of you. This is definitely an occasion to splurge a little. Break out your nicest glasses and pop a top to celebrate the new year and the future together. Does Mexico make wine? I don't know. I don't know if I've ever... I think so. Probably. Yeah, because whenever uh, last time I went, um, or last time we went, I did a wine tasting thing. I know some of those were from Mexico. So, yeah. Number six, you can make a time capsule. That sounds interesting. I know. That's a really good idea, actually. I mean, we did, it wasn't an actual time capsule, but whenever we got married, we put the bottle of wine and then had all of our, um, all of the people that, um, went to the wedding, write notes for us, and we opened it five years later. So I think that's a good idea. We should do mm-hmm. some sort of a, a time capsule. Let's do that this year. Okay. All right. Number seven, plan a getaway, even just for the night. We do that a lot. Um, but New Year's Eve, that's a good time to do it. We've done it before. It's one of my favorite memories. Mm-hmm. Maybe we went to the hotel with the ball. Yeah, that was fun. Uh, number eight, eat grapes for good luck. Um, in Spain, it's tradition to eat 12 grapes at the s- stroke of midnight to bring prosperity in the new year. So Does we, say how many? Oh, 12 grapes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> like I literally just said 12 <laughs> grapes. See, I didn't work on my listening. <laughs> and your reading skills, because every time I text you lately, you don't actually thoroughly read it. I read it. the first part. I don't read the whole thing. Make them shorter. Number nine, plan an ice skating date. Why ice skating? I don't know. I guess because it's romantic, but I don't think that'd be good because we might break something. No. Not for us. But 
if you like ice skating, plan an ice skating date. Number 10, break plates. Okay. You already read that one that, earlier. That's Italy, right? Oh, uh, that was, let me go back to the notes. Um, it said that was so far up in the notes. Denmark, broken plates in Denmark. Never right. And then number 11, recreate your first date. That's a fun one. Mm-hmm. Number 12, reflect and plan ahead together. Plan out your individual and couple go- goals. Um, and you could also do a mood board. That's kind of fun. Uh, number 13, watch a themed movie. Themed what? Themed New like Year's New movie? Year's theme. It said uh, in the article, like Harry met Sal- when Harry met Sally. And Boring. Something else. I don't think I've, I've never seen that. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Never seen it. Uh, number 14, volunteer together. You already brought that up. Mm-hmm. Number 15, adopt a pet. Not going to do it. It says, uh, like, don't do it just on a whim, but, you know, if you guys would take care of a pet and love it together, then New Year's is a good time to adopt one. a snake. One. We could adopt a snake, a boa constrictor, or an anaconda. Ew. No, thank you. So far, we've talked about the history of the new year, evaluating your relationship in the new year, new year's resolutions, and fun traditions for New Year's Eve. Now, let's talk about where Rob and I have been over the past year and where we're going. So we both made two lists. Well, I've been in Texas for the past year, and I'm staying in Texas. I'm not going anywhere else. I don't know what you're trying to I'm not talking about physically where you're Oh, okay. I'm sorry. We both made two lists. Three things that we accomplished in 2021 and three goals for 2022. However... Because Rob doesn't read his text messages like we were just talking about, he actually gave me six goals for 2022. So, give you six goals. Oh yeah, you did. You texted me six different things for for goals for 2022. So I'll let you read them. So start off with your 2021 accomplishments. Okay, so my 2021 accomplishments besides staying alive was uh, started our podcast. We grew closer as a couple, and I didn't get COVID. Good job. Okay. Now right. You want my goals now? Yes. And your tw- yeah, your 2022 goals. Okay. My 2022 goals are to grow our podcast, to take more trips, uh, personal growth, mean um, just work on myself, be a better husband, be a better person. I guess I could just put that down as personal growth. Yeah. So pretend like I didn't say that first part. <laughs> part. First part. First part. And then the last one, the most important one is work less. Mm-hmm. Yes, you do need to work less. All right. My 2021 accomplishments were, uh, just parroting yours on the first one, starting the podcast. Copycat. Um, that was a big deal. I mean, that was a lot of work to get started. And then number two, uh, I got a new amazing job with a company that really truly cares about its employees. So that's nice. Um, and then number three, uh, we made it to anniversary number seven. So wow. I think that's it, a record for you. It is. I never thought I would make it this far with any one person. So I love you. Uh, and I look forward to at least seven more years. I'll try my best. <laughs> then my 2022 goals I actually did four. So number one, um, I want to have a successful body transformation. Uh, I'm going to be, um, Losing weight and having some surgery, uh, in March. Number two, 
Um, I want to grow the podcast to the point of profitability. So all we got to do is make one dollar. Yeah. All we got to do is make a dollar. <laughs> Number three, create a world class kick-ass marketing operations team at my new company. And number four, begin some volunteer work again. Those sounds like good ones. Thanks. So here is a fun fact I found for New Year's Eve. So lobster and chicken are considered bad luck because lobsters can move backwards and chickens can scratch in reverse. So it is thought these foods could bring a reversal of fortune. So oh, don't eat no. lobster or chicken on New Year's Eve. Oh, okay. New Year's Day. I never knew that. I will avoid them. Yes, please do. You ready for my joke? I'm ready. What does it mean if you were born in September? What? That your parents started the new year with a bang. Ew. Because, you know, it takes nine months. Ew. Ew. Yeah. I was born in September. So my mom and dad probably did on New Year's Eve. Ew! Pound, pound. All right, everybody. Sweaty bodies. So thank you so much for listening to us. Thank you. For relationship advice or to tell us how great we are, please email us at unchecked.af at gmail.com. We can also be found at uncheckedbaggage.co. Um, we could be found on Facebook by searching at unchecked.af. Our Twitter handle is at unchecked.bagga1. Or search for Unchecked AF on Instagram. Thank you to Jessica at Jessica B or JessieBCreative.com for our awesome cover art. And thanks for everyone to listening to Unchecked Baggage. And Happy New Year. Happy New Year and Happy Holidays. Bye.